Welcome back to another edition of Cloud Conversations. I am your host, Harvey Banks. If you are on Instagram, please give us a follow at Cloud Conversations Pod. Today is Tuesday, May the 3rd. And on today's episode, we're going to start with my favorite segment, shit I should care about, but I don't. We're going to be talking Roe versus Wade. Also going to give you an update on the Twitter money situation that I kind of brought up last week. But first, let's get to the jams. Just because uh, for this first part in the segment of shit, I don't care about, but I probably should. We're going to be talking Roe versus Wade. And I know abortion rights hits people differently, I should say. I know liberals that are completely against abortion. And I know conservatives that are as well and vice versa. So I don't know if this might trigger you. I don't know if you've had an abortion in the past. I don't know how you feel about it. I'm just telling you how I feel. And if you're easily triggered, you might want to like jump out right now or maybe just fast forward to like the last 10 minutes just because you know me and I've got a hilarious joke that I still might let fly. But I don't know if the temperature's right just yet. But let me get into what I'm talking about here. So last night, uh, I think Politico broke the story, but I got my news from the New York Times. So. Let me just let me just kind of read the gist of what happened. So the Supreme Court privately voted to strike down the landmark landmark Roe versus Wade case that has guaranteed the right to abortion for nearly half a century, according to leaked draft opinion from February published online Monday night by Politico in the draft opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito, Jr., a majority of the court voted to overturn Roe, according to Politico. Justice Alito called it wrongly decided and said the contentious issue, which has animated political debates in the U.S. for more than a generation, should be decided by politicians and not the courts. So at first I was slightly confused with that last sentence of should be decided by politicians and not the courts. So I asked somebody way smarter than me and luckily they got back to me in the overnight and was basically saying, this is the feds way of saying, Hey, we just going to leave it up to the States and it should be left up to the States. Now, should it be left up to the States or should it not be left up to the States? I don't really know. Honestly, like I don't have a, uh, my background isn't such that I could give you a a well thought out or a well organized answer on that. Sure, maybe not. I don't know. But I will say this just with that issue of the state versus the Fed thing. So a lot of these federal protections that you think you have, you really don't have anyways, because usually what happens what is once a state makes a law, 
and you break that law, even if you have some kind of federal protections, it's very, very rare that the feds will step on the toes of the state anyways. So usually your state law will trump what the feds say. Now, is it supposed to? I don't know. Again, I'd have to get someone on here that knows more about how that system was set up to work. But I do know that that's usually how it works, right? Um, The feds and the state work together way more than people actually realize as well. And I would say it's a pretty good working relationship as opposed to sometimes the way it's made out to seem like the only time that states really, really beef with the feds is, is when they're really out there trying to do some wild shit. And it's usually a handful of states. Oh, you want me to name them? Got it. The states are Texas, Florida, Tennessee, sometimes Georgia, always Arizona. Right. We all we, we know that. So the fact that they're saying let's leave it up to the states again, I don't know how you feel about that. But. It's how do I say this? If it's federally outlawed, I don't think you could do it anywhere. But if it's up to the states, there will still be states that allow abortions. I can assure you of that. Now, the unfortunate scenario is. I believe people are going to start to have to travel hundreds and hundreds of miles just to just to make choices for themselves. Right. So when it comes to. When it comes to that aspect of it. You're putting another hurdle in front of someone and like you're telling someone kind of what they can and can't do with their bodies. Now, I want to take this to a different side just because like how you feel about Roe versus Wade or how you feel about abortion is how you feel. And that is that is literally your right to feel. Even If you tell me you hate the idea of abortion and it should be banned everywhere. I'm not going to fight you on that. If you tell me that no abortion is giving choice to people over their bodies, etc. I'm not even going to fight you on that. Here's what I'm going to fight you on. And so I hate leave, leading with, you know, politics as usual. But this is this is kind of where I'm at with this. So. What did you think was going to happen is my question, because like. If you're saying that they're impeding on your freedom of speech, And they're impeding on everything else like this has actually been something they've been trying to kill literally since it's since its inception. What, 50 something years ago, every single election cycle, this debate comes up. Eventually, something was going to happen. Right. So while it's big news and while it's 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 not I don't think it's a step in the right direction. I can't say it's a step in a surprising direction, if that makes sense. And let me say this, too. If you have been out there screaming for free speech, free speech, free speech, and I'm only saying this, I'm talking to a specific person. If you feel triggered, that is you, then it's probably you. But I'm really not. It's just uh, you know who this person is like the conservative that feels like they can't get on social media or wherever and say whatever they want to say anymore because they want to talk reckless and which is fine with me. Right. But like 
So if you've been a conservative that's been out there yelling free speech, free speech, free speech. And then you support. Basically, the government telling you that you can't do this or that with your body. I got to tell you, I listened to this show. It's called Ebro in the morning. High 97 inside of New York City. I listen every morning because they do this great, great, great segment called Congratulations. You played yourself. So in honor of Ebro, Laura Rosenberg, this morning, if you've been out there championing free speech, championing all these government regulations, and you begging for them to let you say what you want, but you okay with them not letting you do what you want, I got to hit you with the butt. Congratulations. You played yourself. Don't take it personal. It's not me. It's the government. Maybe they're trying to... <laughs> We've got to take it out. It sounded bad when it came out. <laughs> uh, time stamp that one. And on that note, let's move on. Uh, so I got to update on the Twitter money situation, which I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I was just... The thing that intrigued me the most about Elon buying Twitter... I said it last week was I wanted to see how the transaction happened, like the actual money where it came from and what happened, because we know he's worth like one hundred and fifty billion or so. But like my skepticism ended up being right. I didn't I didn't outright say on the podcast that I don't think he has the cash to do this (laughs) just because I didn't know. And I didn't want to sound stupid if he my man's pulled up with a check. But my suspicions were right. So Elon Musk purchases Twitter for roughly $44 billion. It's going to end up being closer to 45 but who cares at that point, right? And so, again, richest man in the world worth $150 billion purchases something for $44 billion. So now is a good time for me to flex my the money's not real theory, right? So most people think Elon's got the money to buy Twitter and which he still may. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying, hear me out. So 150 billion, 44 billion. You would think that Elon purchases Twitter and Elon alone owns Twitter. And I'm saying eh, technically. So here's how he financed the deal. Elon Musk goes to Morgan, I think it was Morgan Stanley, the bank, and basically takes out a loan to purchase Twitter. And as for collateral for the loan, he uses shares of Tesla as collateral. So (laughs) he doesn't actually pay anything. If that makes sense, like any real thing, I know it's deep. Go with me here. I've always been saying, well, recently a lot more. I've been telling you guys, hey, this money ain't real out here, bro. It's not real money. So Elon reportedly has billions in crypto, billions in Bitcoin, uh, millions in Dogecoin or whatever. And he's got one hundred and fifty billion. That's what everyone keeps telling us. Right. Yet he goes and gets a loan to purchase Twitter from a bank 
And then he doesn't use real at what I guess they're assets. He uses shares from Tesla stock to back this loan. So then the bank grants him this loan along with a couple of other money sources who we don't really know who that is or how much they actually contributed. And then voila, he owns Twitter. So let me tell you why. I know this is funny business. This is funny because did anyone see what the Tesla stock did? Not after it was announced that he was buying Twitter, but after it was announced how he bought Twitter. Stock price down. That's because the smart money people realized something is off here. This feels kind of reckless. You used your Tesla stock as collateral to purchase Twitter, which by all accounts, everyone's telling you is not a great purchase anyways. Got it. So here's what happened. (laughs) Elon Musk goes to the bank and says, hey, give me give me a line of credit for money that I I guess don't have. And y'all can give me the money from y'all in which y'all also kind of don't have. And then like. Just so you know, I'll pay you back on the money that you don't really have, because that's how banks operate. What I'll do is I'll put up so many shares of my stock. That's like just stock that can fluctuate in value. So it doesn't it's not liquid either. Right. Against that loan. And so the bank says, cool, you good money. So we're going to just do it. And they lending out everybody else's money. They using people's real money to lend out to the funny money. And then like, oh, yeah. The bank also going to make money off of lending the money. That's not real money, but just the idea that we got the money. And also it benefits the bank more if for some God unknown reason, Elon defaults on the loan and like can't pay the money back because like they got insurances in place that they actually make more if he fucks up this loan. So like, they were glad to go into doing this business because they're going to make a little bit of money if it works, but they're going to make a lot of bit of money if it don't work. Hey man, the money is not real. And so when I say the money's not real, this is kind of what I mean. Maybe this shit is just manifested. Maybe it's just manifested. But again, I contend that the money is just not real. And if the money's not real. What y'all say? Money over bitches and money over everything. And yo, if that shit's not really real. What are we doing? What are we talking about? Those are the questions that like. Stump me on a rainy Tuesday morning. So I just thought I would share that with y'all. Um. Instagram folks, if you on there, give me a follow personally at just a kid from KY. If you find me from the show, please send me a DM and tell me that like, hey, heard the show. 
appreciate what you do or F you. I hate the show. Any of that. Just so I know kind of where you came from, because like when people just randomly add me, I never really know and I don't really ask, but I would like to kind of get to know you guys a little bit more. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or I think we're on Audible now or Amazon Music, you can say Alexa, play Cloud Conversation, all that fun stuff. Do all that stuff, but also leave me a five star rating, leave me a review, leave your name in the review or just some some way I can shout you out. Just to let you guys know that I appreciate that. I do have an update on the audio plus music experience. Um, the update is we don't have a lot of updates, but the latest thing is the latest update is within a week or two. I'm just going to give it to you one way or another. And it might be pirate radio style. It might also be behind a Patreon wall just to protect myself and just so I can ensure that I give it to you the way I need to give it to you because this thing is amazing and it needs to be shared. But I don't I don't want to be pigeonholed when it comes to like Spotify and regulations and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll let you guys know um, how I'll be getting that to you, man. Go out there and be great today. Uh, go out there and help somebody help yourself. Do your thing. It's cloud conversations. I am Harvey Banks and I'm out of here. Peace.